couple of years ago, if this was happening, um, Gabe would probably have Eugene Peterson up here preaching, but I'm all he's got right now, okay? Um, let's pray. Uh, Lord God, we're just so grateful for your church and for the plan that you have to uh, us be light and salt and joy and hope in the midst of a, a world that um, can be in despair and um, I just love that line from the psalm, Lord, uh, lift up our eyes beyond worthless things and so that we may uh, love and see your glory and be encouraged by it. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, just a few things about introduction. Um, Gabe joined uh, this staff here as part-time communications coordinator um, in 2017. Um, he journeyed a couple of places, went down, became a hospice chaplain, and um, really just um, strengthened his own love for pastoral ministry. And um, what he'll tell you, and you can ask him this, and these are his words, in this season from then to now, um, God has rekindled um, his passion um, for pastoral ministry and the life of the church, and I would say has set it ablaze. Um, um, we haven't quite seen the fire come out yet, but it's going to come. I can see it. He's had lots going on. I want to say this, and uh, mainly I was talking to Rob, one of his good friends, um, especially for those of you, not just like Rob, but who've known him long before um, he came here. Um, Gabe has had a lifetime of gospel formation spoken into him um, from infancy on um, into adulthood. Um, he was immersed in the life of the church and the good news of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ has been proclaimed to him when he could first hear. Um, he is and will always be, I believe, a, a child of the church. Yes, um, God's plan is the church for reaching our world and assisting in its flourishing. Um, and his call to the sacred order of priests is confirmed by all of you who are here and all of those who have spoken into his life in years past. Um, one moment that stands out for me, um, he had been with us, gosh, September to June, whatever those, how many months, and we started this community voices thing where members of the church speak and some of our staff speak. And so Gabe preached. And when he preached, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was gospel. Um, so this is what God is up to in this man's life. Um, Gabe and I have spent many hours um, through these last five years um, listening to one another um, and speaking of the things of God. Um, I, for one, am overjoyed uh, to share this, I would say, Kairos moment, a moment that God had planned since the foundation of the earth. Yes, linear time. Yes, the 11th of February, 2023. But it, was a, it is a Kairos moment. And not only with you, but with Lynn and Sarah and Sam and Brighton and Sherry and just all of you who um, love him and have walked with him. Um, and let me just say this, the, the content of this service, um, if we're hearing it and, and read it, um, it really just says everything that we are about today. Um, so I just want to take a few moments and, um, and I want to speak about Isaiah, 
I want to reflect a little bit on the Good Shepherd and how that might apply to pastoral ministry. And then I want to give a charge right out of Paul's mouth to the young church in Philippi. Is that good? Okay. Um, so um, the content and, um, of our service speaks about God just coming in and calling us. And one scholar says about chapter 6 of Isaiah, um, it towers like a majestic peak over the surrounding terrain. I just love that phrase. I mean, if you read Isaiah up the first five chapters, Isaiah is a, a really pretty amazing dude. I mean, he is, I mean, he is walking with the Lord, um, but his nation is really fall, falling away. They've really diminished God's place in their life. And so chapter 6, you'd think it would be chapter 1 would be his call, but chapter 6 happens. And, you know, for me, um, it's like, for me, it's Romans 8. I mean, Romans 8 for me is like, and that's the one that towers over my life because it starts with, there is no condemnation with those who are in Christ Jesus. And I need to hear that word. And then later on, it says this, and I think this applies, Gabe, especially to your life. Um, he launches in into Romans 8 to proclaiming that those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. And this is my word, irrevocably children of God, adopted as sons and daughters, and then made joint heirs with Christ. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that's who we all are. Um, chapter 6 in Isaiah has a vision of God that really, I don't think it really has an equal in the scriptures. Maybe the Mount of Transfiguration is getting right there. Moses up on the mountain a couple of times, seeing God, those are pretty, pretty big. But Isaiah, what Isaiah does, and I think Mark spoke about this about three or four weeks ago. I mean, it launches us not only to a vision of God, but all the way to Revelation, you know, where we hear that holy, holy again, where the seraphs are there, you know, around the throne, worshiping day and night, and the, the universal church perhaps represented by the 24 elders, and, and then the myriads a few chapters later just surrounding this throne, so many we can't even number. Um, that's what we're seeing there. Um, it's pretty amazing. God coming down and giving that vision to this man um, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And the word Melech there is for king. Then I saw the Lord. What is, what is that all about? You know, what, what is this vision that Isaiah said? I think it implies um, some contrast between earthly kings, don't you think? That's pretty obvious there. Um, and then the Lord Almighty. It speaks of the root problem, I think, that many of us have of of putting our hope in things that are not the best hope. Good things, but not the best things. Um, put their trust in mere human leaders, uh, which can lead to a diminished view of this amazing God. Um, the priest that um, sent me to seminary gave me a little book. And um, I said, I like, I like little books. <laughs> you know? uh, and it said, your God is too small. J.B. Phillips, anybody know that? They had a too small God. And so God shows, let me show you how big I am. And he has this vision. And, and let me just say this application was, when our identity is found um, not as adopted sons and daughters of God, but um, in our professions, you know, as Anglican priests, as Eastern Shore residents, as bishops, um, 
then our view of God diminishes. That's our identity. They are beautiful things. We have amazing children. You know, if that's our identity, it diminishes God. Um, if our circumstances um, be- begin to just control us, then that diminishes God. Um, the vision of God who's bright ones to seraphim. They were, I mean, God was so bright to these bright ones that what did they do with their, their six wings? Two of them, they flew. But they covered their eyes and their feet. You ever stood next to a fire barefooted? We in the South have, you know. Uh, it's hot. And the fire of God is hot. It is blazing. Um, and Isaiah, who I would say is a pretty good dude, even in his presence, he realized his own sins, did he not? That's when we don't diminish God. God is about purifying our lives no matter where you are in your journey how long you've walked with him, how good you've been. Um, God is about purifying us. Um, Be open, I would say, um, all of us, to those places where we have diminished God. Um, Return. Come back to him. um, Where his presence can cover us. Did did you pick up on that? Um, The train of his temple or the robe of his... his, uh, where did it go? It covered the whole temple. And his glory filled the what? The whole earth. I remember reading one, one uh, well, actually, I think it was a sermon I heard that the train flowed over the Holy of Holies. It flowed out into the court of the women, the court of the Gentiles. It flowed out to the city of Jerusalem and the whole world. That's the God that we serve. Um, God is purifying the people to join in that host of heavens with the myriads and myriads of saints. God is sending us. Isn't that what Isaiah said? Oh, Lord, you're amazing. I'll go. And he's sending us to church. And I'll say it again. This is his plan. We are his plan. Um, Gabe, in your ministry, I want you to thank on the good shepherd. And I know you have. Um, know the voices of the ones who God places in your path. Be a listener. Um, care for them. Hear them. Um, lead them. As you hear them, lead them in and out of places that will feed them and nourish their souls. Um, you know, there are many um, others, that's what the scripture says, that the Lord will bring to you to pastor and shepherd. And then here's a hard word. There's some whom you desire who won't come, man. And there's some you don't desire will come. <laughs> that, that's the church. Proclaim the good news of Christ to them all. As so many have put their proclamation in your life. Lynn and Gabe, I want you to hear these words. I want the two of you to stand. In, in essence, you two are children, but they're going to teach you these things. Um, Ruth and I stood uh, almost 40 years ago, and our, our bishop said two things. He said some other things. There's only two I could remember. <laughs> he said, Ruth and Robert, um, the church doesn't need you. You need the church. You need to dive into the body of Christ, the people. Um, 
And the second thing he said, um, he said, the people of God, the church, are going to do more for you than you can ever repay. So don't try. So I want to just close with some words from um, Philippians, Paul's, Paul's letter to this young church. Um, starts out this, I just love this, and I know you need to hear this, you two, because I've known you a little while, I'm getting to know you better. Um, first thing he says is, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about your life. It's hard, I know, raising children and moving and caring and figuring out fine, that's, that's hard stuff, but don't be anxious about your life. Um, the Lord's got this, I promise you. And if, he's, if he hadn't got it directly to you, then trust the people here. Go to them. Um, do not be anxious about anything, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplications and thanksgiving, just let your requests be known. If you're anxious, just pray. I want to back up a little bit because it says rejoice in the Lord always. Um, and I know this about both of you. Um, when you allow yourself to rejoice, you just light up, man. Um, joy is the most infallible sign of the presence of God. Don't let the other things rule you, man. Rejoice in the Lord always. Doesn't mean you don't deal with the struggles and everything. You can have joy and sadness together. You know, rejoice always. And then, and I know there's one here who this is their favorite passage. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And the God of peace uh, will be with you. Amen?